welcome to the LMA podcast featuring thought-provoking conversations with legal marketing and business experts. We hope you enjoy today's episode. My name is John Buchanan, and I'm the Senior Communications Manager at Shover Mullen and co-chair of LMA's PR and Communications Shared Interest Group. Welcome to Contented Content, the what, why, and how of developing a content strategy, part two. Today in our podcast, we're going to pick up where we left off in our initial discussion about content strategy. And my guest again is content strategist extraordinaire, Susan Costell. Welcome, Susan. Hey, John. Uh, Good to be back here with you. Great. So last time we talked about how you get started on developing a content strategy, how you develop a focus for your strategy, and the pros and cons of the various platforms. Today we're going to finish up that conversation. So just to remind those of you who joined us last time and to bring new listeners up to speed, here's the situation. Law firms and lawyers create a ton of content, and that's great. Clients like content. The problem is most firms don't have any kind of plan or guide, so the content and the messaging is all over the map, no pun intended. In order for content to have real impact and to effectively support a firm's business development goals and objectives, you need to have a content strategy. Okay, Susan, let's get started. So my first question for today has to do with managing expectations. Lawyers often want immediate gratification, and they want to see quick results from their marketing. Content's a bit of a long-term play, wouldn't you say, Susan? Yeah, it really is. Uh, content uh, takes time, um, and it, it's, uh, it, you're really playing the long game. Yeah. And you're, I think that... you're... Go ahead. Go ahead, Susan. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so you're creating a body of work that shows your engagement and intellectual depth. So you can't just put out five pieces in five weeks without it looking like some SEO uh, campaign that you outsource to somebody. Um, it's about building a steady stream, building an audience, uh, allowing your marketing folks time to promote it, finding good homes for pieces that aren't a part of client alerts, and and then build traction for you on social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly right. And as far as planning out, um, for me and my clients, I usually try to know what I want to publish for them for about the next quarter. We can talk more about that in a bit. Um, yep. Uh, but again, you want to speak to kind of all aspects of your practice unless you're creating really a hyper niche practice. And so as you look at what pieces you're going to um, put out there, you want to make sure that you're um, covering each aspect uh, and giving it the right. right attention. Right, right, right. Have you ever had the experience of a piece of content leading directly to a new client or a new piece of business? Well, it does happen. Um, both for my clients and for myself. The link isn't always direct, and it doesn't always uh, happen immediately. Sometimes there's a long tail to these things, um, but it does happen. So, And the other thing to consider is that um, sometimes the business doesn't spring directly from the topic you're writing about. So for example, I know of attorneys who published a piece of content that the firm put some energy into promoting. And what I will call maybe a latent client, someone who hasn't uh -huh. been actively right. billing 
uh, for a year or two, we'll reach out and say, hey, I saw your piece. I have the perfect deal for you. And while the subject matter of the deal might be unrelated to the specific topic of the content piece you put out, there's a direct correlation that your uh, outreach brought in business. Right. It was kind of that being top of mind, which I think is sometimes an unintended consequence of putting out content is that you're, you're right. It may not be speak directly to what that client's needing at that very moment, but it reminds them about your firm and you as a lawyer. So I think there's some value there that we don't often think about. And, and I know you've had this happen with um, your internal clients as well, John, but I've seen attorneys publish an alert and then have somebody in the media reach out to them for an interview or ask them right. to write some commentary uh, for their outlet on the topic. Right, um, right. And that and we, happened to me, which is, it, yeah. which is great. Um, yeah, yeah. And once well, you and get also, that momentum going, it, go it really feeds itself. Yeah. Well, I think too that um, you know that's and we'll talk about this more too a little bit in a little bit. But you know, if you've done this blog post or, or, or an alert or whatever it is, you know, there's lots of ways to, to use it um, besides just to educate your audience. But we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so so now let's talk about how to keep the content flowing. I mean, even though many firms have a steady flow of content, are, are there some tips and tricks you use to help con- keep help keep the content coming and and to ensure the quality of that content? Yeah, sure. I mean, people talk about publishing schedules and content calendars, and there's all these templates out there that you can find. But it's not much more complicated than uh, looking thoughtfully at what issues and events are pending for you and your clients. So, for example, if I'm trying to write monthly uh, and I'm looking for hooks or topics, et cetera, I may make one piece based off a presentation or a CLE or a podcast I'm giving. So you're already doing the homework. So turning it into an article is is kind of a no-brainer. And invariably, when we prep for these things, there's a lot that we discover. We think it's so cool, but um, there's not time to cover all of it in the presentation and it gets left on the cutting room floor. And those are great um, uh, opportunities for pieces. Um, right, right. That's a good reason to keep drafts. Don't, don't get rid of your notes. Keep your notes. Keep it all because you're right. Things sometimes in, in the next news cycle, there may be something happen that you thought about, but you didn't include in the article, and then you can pick that right back up and do it. Um, yeah, uh, it yeah. Recently, I re- yeah. I recently came a con- across a content development concept, that one that I heartily endorse, and, endorse, and it's called CORE. The O-R-E, the acronym, the acronym for Create Once, Repurpose Everywhere. Because the idea is that once you create a piece of content, you try to re- and you, you touched on this just a minute ago, Susan. You try to repurpose it across various platforms. So if you develop a presentation, as you said, you can turn that into an article, or a blog post and turn that into an article, or an article to a blog post. I mean, you want to try and repurpose it um, as much as you can. What do you think about that concept, Susan? Yeah, it's. It's absolutely key, John. Um, nobody has the time and energy to reinvent the wheel uh, every time. And, you know, you can repurpose not only from different um, media like you've just described, but um, from content to content. So you've done the standard 
a client alert, for example, about a new law or regulation. So you already know uh, the material. Then you can repurpose that knowledge and do a quick Q&A with a client. And, and this can really be just three questions. It's, it's just a short, um, it's just really a, a short uh, outreach. And increasingly, I'm seeing firms incorporate clients into their content. I think clients yep. appreciate it, and it helps lawyers kind of break away from the, uh, well, enough about you. Let's talk about my expertise. Right, exactly. Uh, and I, and I, think client, I think clients like to be asked to do that kind of thing. I think they enjoy it. It's a little bit different. It, they're, they're not paying for it. Um, and I, so I do think, I think, and also there's that the, the underlying message or the kind of, the, 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 again, the unintended consequence of, of doing it with clients is that that connects you with that client externally. So if, it, if it's the client, if the client you've asked to do a Q&A with you or whatever is the CEO of a one of the largest technology companies in the world, that is great that you're connecting yourself with that person. So that's a, that's also a really good thing to think about when you're, when you're doing your content. Yeah, um, and other than being asked to present for an RFP, here you're creating the opportunity to showcase uh, your expertise in a really um, natural way. I'm, I'm seeing especially firms um, uh, like Oric, for example, do this around video. Um, and I'm seeing more and more clients show up in video products, um, kind of across the spectrum. So, yeah. Right. Well, well, I think I think you know I think that you're seeing a, a huge increase in video posts on LinkedIn. I think that's that's causing some of that as well. And I think that too, the video piece you can you can share content, but you also then the, the viewer gets to see the the lawyer in action and kind of get a sense of what they're like. Personally, there's a lot of good value to doing that kind of thing. Um, I think that's a really, I think that we're, we are, I think you're right, I think we're going to see a lot more of that going forward. Kind of short, because you can't do an hour-long video, but, you know, five minutes or so on a particular issue, topic, something like that, um, I think can be really beneficial. Yeah, um, I mean, the, so, con the content is never meant to be the answer to the legal question. It's, right. it's a teaser to promote um, right. Engagement, right? Right, right, exactly, and that's why that's why I think what we said earlier. You know, when you when you when you do a piece of content and it actually translates specifically to a piece of work, it's highly unusual. But it does it does show that it actually works. But I, I think you're right. I think it's it's, it's the other way. It's creating that um, that milieu and that you know kind of demonstrating expertise, et cetera. So um, interesting. Um, so one of one of legal marketers' most hated initialisms is ROI. So how important <laughs> is it? How important is it to measure the results of your content strategy? And, and are there ways to measure it that aren't focused on hard numbers? That's a real tough yeah. I, I mean, I hear you, and I get asked about this all the time. And sometimes I, I you know, uh, somebody will come in a meeting, well, what's the ROI on this? And you're like, yeah. Um, because so, the numbers aren't necessarily always to our liking. And, and you're faced with this dashboard, uh, and, and what do you really focus on? One really very simple metric that I like to look at is whether your bio gets additional clicks after publication or after right. promotion of the content, whether it's on social media, pushed out in a client alert, et cetera. Um, yep. that's, you're not going to see that on your publishing platform 
uh, dashboard necessarily, but you'll have that in your own internal metrics. And that's right. huge. Anytime we can drive attention to the bio page, we are yep. in the funnel. Yep. Um, well, and you know, I, and I think you know, there's a lot of research out there that shows that you know, bios, attorney bios, are the most visited parts of, of a law firm's website. So, you know, and, and I encourage, I, I kind of try to evangelize frequently here at Shepherd Mullen. You know, at, you make sure your bio is up to date. You know, make sure you have representative engagements. You tell your story, tell you about what's u- unique about you, and try to make sure that your bio really does really represents you in a in a really positive light, so their clients can get a sense of who you are. Um. Yeah, that's, that's, so, that's so right. Yeah. Um, so if you have some data or analytics about your content strategy, do you have any suggestions about how to make that information digestible? I mean, you know, numbers are fine. But like we said, you know, sometimes they're not always exactly to our liking and sometimes they're hard to explain. Um, but how can you give them meaning so lawyers understand what this, that strategy is working? Are there, are there some, again, some tips for, for our listeners about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not always great at this myself in execution, but whenever you can visualize the data for your attorneys, it's much easier for them to take in and keep top of mind. So, example, if your bio clicks uh, are going up or down since you began publishing every four to six weeks over the last 12 months, put that in a really simple graph. Um, I take that kind of stuff and I actually print it out and cut it with a scissors and like tape it on the wall. Um, I have a really messy office, but it's tremendous personal um, motivation. Um, And I I think it's also worth it to take some time to show your attorneys exactly how they can promote their own content on social media and show them what's possible as far as the number of likes, views, comments, Um, et cetera. Uh, you and I have talked about this on LinkedIn. Um, right. Sometimes it's not so much the piece of content that you post, but it's how you introduce it. And then right. you started a conversation rather than saying, hey, I wrote this thing. Right. Right. I, I think that's right. And I, I do think that trying to be creative, if you're going to use video, be creative with it and think about it, think what you're right and kind of engage initially because People's attention spans are pretty short. They don't. They don't. They don't. They're not going to sit and watch a ten-minute video. Maybe five. Maybe three. Maybe even just one. But I think you have to really be thoughtful about. It. So I encourage if you do if you do video, and I've done I've done some video work. You know, take your time. Do it right. Do it well, because um, that can really backfire on you. Um, another thing I was thinking too about kind of how to show results is you know you know, get get with your graphic designer and say, can we create an infographic that 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 communicates this information because I think two people are becoming very used to looking at those kinds of visual aids to understand things. So if there's some ways you can do it, um, and also that way sometimes it, it, if people get fo- too focused on the numbers, they don't see the, the bigger picture. But if they see literally a bigger picture of an infograph- infographic, I think they can kind of conceptualize that a little bit more. And that's a great way to repurpose your content. I mean, yep. look at all the Look at your pieces over the last 12 or 18 months. They're still likely very fresh. Um, what can be repurposed into an infographic? And then it has right. more legs on social media. You drive right. um, uh, eyeballs back to the the, the written piece. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's 
terrific. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I, I think we covered just about all that we needed to cover, and so I think about wraps up. But but any parting words of wisdom for our listeners, Susan? I mean, you've been in this a long time, and as a foreign journalist, you really understand how content works or how writing works. So any parting words? Yeah, I, I would say two things. One on um, publishing and, and motivation. Just have your attorneys Google themselves um, and see what comes up on those first one or two pages. There needs to be more than the bio and the LinkedIn. Uh, there needs to be some content there. Uh, and if, if they're uh, not impressed, uh, you can have them Google a competitor. Google that person that they just um, uh, were up against on that RFP. What does that person's search results look like? And you'll be able to right. see immediately how content is incredibly beneficial in crafting your public persona. Um, and the other thing that I would say is, you know, writing is a muscle that needs development. Uh, you don't see results the first week at the gym other than maybe being happy that you actually got there, which is good. Showing up is really important. But uh, over time, right. you will see results. And like working out, you'll come to enjoy it more. You'll get better at it. Uh, you'll right. pick up tips from the trainer working with, you know, the person next to you, et cetera, on right. the weight bench. Yeah. You know, the market will teach you what it wants if you right. pay attention. Uh, and that's a, that ends up a really positive relationship. Yep. And I think, I think it's like anything. It just takes practice. I mean, you know, some people are just really good at telling the story and you know, kind of, you know, telling it in a way that, that a reader understands it. But the more you do it, you're right. The market will tell you and kind of give you feedback, but also you just get kind of in a rhythm and you understand how to do it. And I, I really encourage um, and we have a lot of blogs here at Trevor Mullen, and boy, I really encourage them to make sure they are, you know, posting with some frequency. Not every day, but with some frequency. So, well, that's, that's some some really good parting words there, Susan. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, and also, thank you for spending some time with me and my, our listeners and sharing some further thoughts about content. Um, so, and li listeners, if you'd like to know more about Susan and her services, visit SusanCostel.com. Um, she's got some great stuff up there, fun to work with. So if you're looking for somebody, she's great. Um, and to all of our listeners, thank you for listening. I'm, I'm, if there are any PR or communication podcast topics you'd like to hear, please feel free to contact me at jbuchanan at shepherdmellon.com. That concludes another installment of the LMA podcast. To discover all that LMA has to offer, visit legalmarketing.org. For links to content featured in this episode, please check out the show notes. If you like the podcast and want to help others find us, we hope you'll take the time to subscribe to it and rate us on iTunes. Thank you and have a great day.